0: Hi there, I'm Becky Hammond, founder and maven over at eSogo and eSogoStrong.com. You already know that relationships are hard at home and in your work, so let's make them easier with your strengths. And welcome to the eSogo TV video and audio podcast where you get to fuel family connection and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. And today you are joining us for episode 92 and you've hopefully caught the past two episodes and you already know that this episode is the third in a four-part series called leaders who give a damn and it's all about effective inspiring leadership and we're talking about leadership because it's all around us (laughs) you've likely experienced the best of the best those leaders who really give a damn about results about you And then sadly, you've also probably brushed up against those who just don't know or care about the power of their position and responsibility and their opportunity to really make a difference. Because leadership is all about the people. And as a follower, you can can feel that. But as a leader, sometimes we just get so caught up in the day-to-day that we just miss the people aspect. So over this podcast series, I partnered with Murray Guest, who is a world-renowned expert not only in the strengths perspective, but also on culture and the impact that leadership has on creating thriving organizations. He's a leadership guru, and we are excited to partner on this podcast series and a few fun other programs ahead as we talk about some of the aspects about leadership that are perhaps the least talked about have the most opportunity to impact your role as a leader. So whether you're in that role now or it's you in the future, this series is for you. And today on this episode, we get into a real challenge for leaders, that idea about doing less of what doesn't matter and more of what does matter. And it starts to dialogue about this plague of busyness that we as leaders live in day in and day out. And in the episode, I challenge Murray a few times because my natural tendency is to be a busy leader, not necessarily stopping to be sure I'm working on the right things. Yeah, I know, I'm living it too, that is absolutely for sure. So you'll get to be in on his reaction and then his wise response as we unwrap the idea of being a leader who does less. So let's dive into this conversation about leaders who give a damn. All right. Hello there, Murray Guest. Welcome back to this conversation that we're having about leadership.
1: Thank you, Becky. Great to be talking to you again. Looking forward to this conversation as well Um, and and talking about um, different elements of leadership.
0: Yeah, totally. I, I like to think of it as kind of these like least talked about, but really most impactful moments that we can have and we can create as a leader. Um, and we've already talked about a few of those things over the last couple of podcasts. And today we are tackling another one. It's I, I like to think of it um, as a as our third little secret of leadership. But first, I want to make sure that we start off with. Um, A little bit of warm-up here. So this here is our dare to dialogue card deck Conversation card deck that we can use to have more meaningful and fun conversations whether at home or around a conference table With your team. So let's just um, choose randomly try not to choose the same one randomly
1: I I want the very top one this one this round. Yes, please
0: looks good. All right, let's see Okay, what song or book Best represents your current life stage.
1: Oh, I love this question, okay. and it gets people talking. And I think music is just such so an important um, element of my life. So I can mm-hmm. think of lots of songs. Um, for some reason, I go straight to "Under Pressure" by Queen and David Bowie. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't want to go there. Um,
0: <laughs> Under Pressure.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think. Uh, I'm going to go. Um, uh, we are family. You got all your sisters and me. Something like that. That one. <laughs> yeah. uh, family is just why. so yeah. mm. it's family so important, and um, and even important as as communities and as as tribes and people that we connect with. Yeah. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now.
0: Cool, love that. I might have to steal it, except for the very first. I have to be honest here. The very first song that comes to my mind is you swing me round, round, baby, right round, like a record baby round. I don't actually don't even know who sings that. I, I don't
1: know. That's a that's a classic eighties dance song there. Yeah. Um,
0: I, it makes me just think of, um, wedding singer. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know, but I, you know, sometimes I do feel like, you know, managing all the different elements of work and life. It just like, we're just like one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And, mm. um, in the end i know that i don't thrive unless i kind of have that so it's not really a negative thing it's kind of like i'm going around and around but i'm loving the ride so
1: um. got you um and if can i just check in if you don't uh have some plates spinning how do you feel
0: i feel unmotivated i actually do less when i have less going on. Like, I feel like I accomplish less. I almost in some ways am less caring and thoughtful about the people and the places around me. I mean, David always jokes. He's like, why do you pick like the most stressful weeks to decide that you're going to go deliver a meal to somebody? It's like, Mm. "Uh, mm, I don't know. (laughs) It's just like, well, when else am I going to do it? There's never a, you know, there's never a a non-busy week. So for some reason, those things just always occur to me, right? You know, the week before we move across the country that I just have to do that. So.
1: Um, Yeah. yeah, And I think there's an important element there to leadership that we're going to talk about um, in this conversation about um, knowing your people and knowing what motivates them and making sure that that they um, have enough on their plate so that they are spinning those plates and they are loving the work that they're doing, but not too many that they're going to come crashing down.
0: Right. And knowing who requires more plates and more things on them and who requires less and will be more effective with less and more focus. Um, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I think there's a, there's a saying, which is uh, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure that's um, what, what high responsibility strength from a strength finder perspective. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're talking about uh, we're digging more into this today. You know what? What's this kind of little secret of leadership that um, can really be so impactful as a leader that it's not really talked about that much? Um, but it really, I, I think that this topic that we're talking about today about doing less. It almost like kind of gives me like a strange, weird, tickly feeling because I don't really like doing less. Um, but it, it starts to tackle one of our biggest problems that you and I have both seen, have experienced as leader, but then also now see reflected back to us in the mm-hmm. leaders that we work with. Um, at One of the biggest problems is, is busyness. Um, so tell me about the plague of busyness. Um, what is this plague of busyness doing to the leaders around you?
1: So it is a, um, a blight on society. I think at the moment is a way to put it that the initial reaction when people are asked, how are you feeling? And it's busy. I'm busy. And there's busyness that, that people feel. Um, and it's a consistent answer. It's not be mindful of not saying everyone feels that way, but a lot of people do. And I think, it's this um, sense that there's just so much on at the moment to do, whether that's in a leadership role, um, in as an employee running their own business uh, an entrepreneur uh, as a family person, whatever it might be. That's right. Yeah. I've just, I've got a lot of those plates spinning at the moment, a lot of records spinning, a lot going on and, and just going through life. Actually, the way I think about it, sometimes people feel like that they're in cruise control. They're, Wow. They may be behind the wheel, but they're not actually in control.
0: Hmm. Because, because the busyness is in control.
1: Yeah, the busyness is in control. Mm. And it's that busyness, I think, which um, I actually think about, is, is that what life's about?
0: Hmm.
1: Is that really how we want to be living our life as a, as a you know, we're, we're here talking about leadership as a leader, as a person, as an yeah. employee, um, where you a think... A
0: human, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a human.
1: And then you get to your retirement age and you go, "Oh, it's all over now." No, that's not what life's about. Yeah. That's not what life's about as being a human. It's about actually enjoying the journey and and being connected with people and making a difference and not feeling like you just rush, rush, rush rush, rush um, and then I need to go and uh, retire or or even worse break down right. because I'm not investing in myself along the way as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we talk about like the the impact of busyness on our health and kind of the what the busyness cycle does to slowly chip away. I think your wife has this like brilliant way of talking about it, right? This feather, brick, and mac truck. And like, yep. what what does that look? What what does that? You know, when you get a a tickle with a feather, that looks way different than when you get hit with a mac truck. And I think that some of these this busyness it really kind of plays into that, um, not just in how we show up as leaders, but in how our overall health is eventually.
1: Well, I also like to think about what is it that you're actually doing that's adding value.
0: Hmm.
1: That all the things that you are doing right now, the busyness that is filling up your day, your yeah. your time, does it actually make a difference and, and is it adding any value to your life, to those people you lead, those people around you? Um, how aware are you about the things that you're doing Mm -hmm. and even, do you have a choice about that busyness? Do you feel like you have a choice about that busyness? Right. Um, because, right. Yeah. And, and as, as you started the conversation, it's about how can we do more with less? Mm. So there's a Peter Drucker quote. I just want us to ponder for a moment and, and even unpack a little bit. And that is, there is nothing so useless as doing efficiently that which should not be done at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I mean, that speaks to me because I love doing things efficiently, but taking that, stopping the spinning plate for a minute to decide, should we even be working on this is is a kind of, it's a, it's a hard, um, it's a hard practice. It's a hard habit to to have, it seems like when the momentum is, is keeping things spinning.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the idea or the mindset that you have to keep that spinning because it's always been spinning and the person that did the job before you had those plates spinning and you pass those on and, um, and I I have to have all this happening right now because that's the way it's always been done and, and the way I've been told to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in your experience, uh, in, as a leader yourself or as a a consultant and coach to leaders, what are people doing about this busyness factor right now? How are they addressing it, Or are they
1: not enough, not doing enough. (laughs) Um, I I think unfortunately there's too much of the, I've just filling my day, um, with stuff with so much stuff that I think I need to be doing, but it just does not add any real value. Hmm. Um, So we're not doing enough that that I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, Those that are, are actually uh, assessing the work of their role as a leader Hmm. and what adds the most value to my time day in, day out to my people, to the business that, that helps us um, achieve our business outcomes and do it in a way that we're working effectively as a team. So there are the, those leaders doing that, but there's not enough of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about one of these kind of least talked about moments or mindsets in leadership as kind of doing less as a leader to be more effective as a leader, what what type of pushback pa- push and red flags do you see or envision that people that that leaders might have when we start to have this conversation about doing less
1: well i think it's uh, unfortunately a challenge around um, having the conversation the courageous conversation to actually determine is this thing that i'm doing this element that's filling up my day is it really needed and having that conversation with a manager uh, maybe an internal customer with another customer um, external to um, whatever business that these leaders work in, but really unpacking that and saying, does this add value? Do we really need to do it? Yeah, And then understanding why to do it. So a quick example, um, in a previous role that I had, we had a monthly uh, report that we had to do. And that monthly report would take everybody a couple of days to prepare all the information, the, the numbers, but then a bit of a story around those numbers. And we would submit that. And so this was a group of leaders, two days of of their time every month. We had inherited this from previous processes. And we actually asked the question, who reads the report?
0: Hmm. How do you think of asking that question?
1: I think we're all a bit sick of doing the report.
0: We're <laughs> just like, this is taking up so much time, and who is even looking at this?
1: Well, yeah. there was a, there was a few factors. One was it takes a lot of time, and who even looks at it? Second thing is we would get questions from other departments saying, "Oh, where you're at with this or this?" And we're like, "We've we issued the report last month. Did you not read it?" And like, oh, mm. I don't have time to read that report, so mm. no one was reading it anyway.
0: Mm.
1: So we actually then did some analysis around what. Um, value the report provides, how could we provide more value um, with less information? What is it people really wanted to know? Mm. But it actually took the time to stop and actually ask those questions as mm. opposed to we'll just keep doing it because it's always been happening. So we, um, we actually changed that report, got it down to only taking a couple of hours and, and making it available online on the company intranet where people could go and access the information whenever they wanted.
0: And it was something digestible that they could look at in in a summary format where they were like, well, now I can understand why, how I could make time to read something like this. It became more valuable even.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've got a background in lean manufacturing and in lean manufacturing, um, you can apply the principles and the approach of lean to anything in regards to um, not just manufacturing, but it could be an, a process in an accountancy firm, in a law firm, mm. in a doctor's surgery, a hospital the, the list goes on. Yeah. But for lean, it's all about achieving more with less and mm. removing waste. And waste is defined as anything which doesn't add value to the customer or the business. Okay. So, so ways, is that
0: like the filter that we can use in of our busyness? Anything that doesn't add? Yeah,
1: that's value. exactly right. So does does this thing add value to my customers
0: mm-hmm.
1: or to the business?
0: And so who and are our customers? Let's just like unpack oh. that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so as a leadership, um, uh, as a leader, you could think about your customers are your team that you lead, mm. uh, they're customers of you. Um, you have internal customers, um, within the business who you provide information to and support. You also, um, have your own manager who's a customer in some way. So it's that mindset of who, who needs this information or my time that I is a customer of mine. Yeah. Um, so wait, and, and from the business perspective, what that's about is there's some things we need to do that are just part of business legislation or business requirements and True. reporting. And we need to do those. Right. So, yep, we need to do that as good business acumen. So there's the business elements and then we have the, the customer element, and then you go, well, why do we do all this other stuff? Right. Then how's it adding value to me, to the people I lead, to the people around me. And let's start to ask the questions. Do we need to keep doing those things?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so if you were going to, I mean, I I guess I I really like that definition um, that you got from the, the lean manufacturing of helping us as busy leaders have a real filter to be able to push this through. So it's not just about, you know, we're definitely not saying, well, it's time to be lazy and take a two hour lunch, right? You know, I mean, we're, we're, But if taking a two hour lunch once a month with one person on your team would add to the value that your team is able to provide or that your the connection that your team member feels, then that actually is doing less of some of the other stuff and doing more of some of the right things.
1: Great, great example. And it's about also being a conscious leader. Hmm. Am I conscious about where I'm investing my time? Is it the best value of my time? Does it add value? Um, And uh, that's a really good example, Becky, where let's just say you take two hours a month to produce a report which isn't being read, which actually doesn't add any Hmm. value to the customers of that report, yet that two hours you're investing in developing a team member, uh, helping them achieve their goals, them having greater clarity in what's expected and purpose, and they've got more motivation. There's a ripple effect. There's a long-term effect of that investment of time.
0: Right. Uh, Way beyond uh, the two hours spent (laughs) behind your desk working on, a report that no one's reading <laughs> right yeah. but you don't unless you stop to think about that and to filter it out you don't realize it you do think that report is really important so yeah, I, that's right that's that's the that's the piece that i think that that is hard a little bit of the mindset shift a little bit of pausing to ask yourself the questions like does this fit feel the, through the filter of waste or not <laughs> and if it does then great then keep doing the report make sure you're doing it efficiently and well because you need it but if it doesn't, then how can you start to replace that with something that's more valuable?
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, the reporting is an easy one to um, to target. Yeah. But let's look at a different example. Let's say you're going to a, a meeting, a project meeting that uh, lots of organizations have every day. Uh, let's yep. have an update on a project of yep. different people from different teams attending. And then you look around the room in that project meeting for the length of that meeting, how many people, what is our collective salaries and and (laughs)
0: do
1: we all need to be here? Is there another way to share this information? Is there another way to provide the update on this project? What's happening? What's working? What's on track? What's not? Um, What is the real purpose of that meeting? If it's just to share information, is there another way to get that out? Is it to solve problems? Are the right people there? And, uh, are other people there that don't need to be there. And therefore, again, it's waste because it's using up their time. They don't need to be there. Yeah. Um, I, I had a great example with a manager I worked for many years ago and we would get invited to the same meetings hmm. and sh- she would say to me, are you going to this meeting? Um, and I'd say, i look, i say, yeah, I think I need to go. She goes, well, I won't go. Can you give me an update? Hmm. And it was just a great check-in of, you know, 30 seconds of, What's the best value of our time to go to this meeting?
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it that type of thing as well as um, as delegating, right? So, like in some ways, she was like, "Okay, you report back to me what you learned," and you know, we're, you're kind of splitting tasks, you're delegating tasks. It kind of strikes me that um, that there's things that as leaders we need to give up,
1: and yep. then
0: there's things that we need to put on.
1: Yeah,
0: um, give giving up like control, ego, um, putting on humility, uh, you know, we're huge believers in vulnerability, courage, confidence. Um, talk a little bit about that. Like, what is that? What is that like? I mean, cause in some ways you're as a leader, you're responsible for so much more than just getting the job done. And so this, this task of delegating and kind of letting go of some things that can be that can be really hard i mean that's one way of doing less right like you're letting go of some of the technical things but that's not necessarily an easy thing to do especially when you come from a technical background perhaps
1: yeah well i think that's a really good point that um the busyness and a contribution to that busyness is this mindset that i need to do it all myself Mm. and i need to um Mm. uh, be on top of all of the technical aspects of the work of our team and maybe not even realizing that's what you're doing
0: Hmm.
1: because you used to, let's say, previously did the work of the team and now you're leading the team and you have some technical elements of your role which include um, parts of the work that the team does as well. But is that the best use of your time and how is that contributing to your busyness as opposed to um, in lifting people up and providing opportunities for them to contribute to the team. I'd even be as bold to say that a majority of leaders and teams are working a level lower than they should be.
0: What does that mean?
1: So the leader is doing the work of the team or the leaders mm. doing the work of the middle manager and the middle managers doing the work of the team, the
0: team and the team's and, and, not empowered to do what they're supposed to do
1: as opposed to let's turn that around and provide opportunities for growth, for development, for um, people providing real value and yeah. align, aligning their, their work with the purpose of the team and the company by actually doing more of the work at that level that we want them to be working at.
0: Yeah. What do you say to leaders who just say, well, I don't know if I can trust my team or I'm not sure if they're going to come through or you know, they might not do it as well as I do it or it takes more time to train them than you know, then just me to just, I'll just do it real quick. What, what are, what what type of thing would you say to them?
1: Well, I'd actually, the first question when I'm at my best as a coach, my question is, so how much of that are you going to own? Hmm. Because it's easy to point the figure at, uh, at a team member, but it's more powerful. And that, that vulnerability and ownership yeah. when a leader says, well, what's my contribution to this and how can I actually provide more clarity provide more. And yes, you're right. Coaching does take more time,
0: right?
1: But training. you get the long right. training, mm-hmm. but you get the long-term benefits.
0: Yeah.
1: As opposed to, again, you mentioned letting go of ego, letting go of some things. When you go in and fix the problem, mm. Hey, look at me. I'm the hero. I
0: fixed it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I fixed it. I went in and fixed it. Um, do you want to create a team of people that you need to go in and fix, uh, things for them all the time or do you want to create a team of people that are empowered and you're supporting
0: yeah so it's a long game yeah i mean i think that's that's the piece where this whole doing less thing is it's not about just figuring out ways that you can get by with not doing as much work it's what does the long game look like when i'm doing less of the wrong things and more of the right things so that i don't feel as busy that i'm in control of my schedule um but that I'm also then enabling and empowering and engaging the people that work with me um, because they know that I trust them and I care about them and I want them to do great things as well and not just always be the one that's swooping in, swo- swooping in as the hero.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I guess the other element to this too is also where are you providing opportunities for your team to feel like hmm. they could be more effective by doing less as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So this
1: isn't one of my favorite words. It's actually one of my least favorite words, but I'm going to use it because I want to quote the person correctly.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so uh, a, a gentleman I've had the opportunity to work with, uh, Professor Sidney Decker, and he talks about safety differently and he talks about leadership differently, hmm. written many books, and um, he gets people thinking. And one of his favorite statements or questions he puts to leaders to ask their teams and for leaders to ask themselves is what's the stupidest thing that I have to do? Yep. Or you ask your team, what's the stupidest thing that you have to do? Now, I, I don't like the word, but I think as a word, it, it has impact because it right. gets you thinking, what is that thing that I have to do that's just just dumb? Just yeah. dumb? Yeah. Like, wh- why am I doing it? And as he says, when you ask your team that question, get ready for the answers because they'll come flooding Back, yeah.
0: Because teams know know. the stuff that they do;
1: (laughs) that they feel like it's the dumbest thing, but we have to do it.
0: Yeah,
1: and and they don't want to do it because they know it doesn't add value. It does; it's it's waste. And but we, for whatever reason, in our business, we just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Yeah. But ask, I really invite leaders to think about how they bring that question and that exploration into a regular process with their team, and then go. And do something about it.
0: Wow. Yeah, I, I love how practical that question is and how how much impact it seems like it could have on the busyness factor, but also just kind of the engagement and excitement factor. Like, wow, you care what I think about all these different elements of my role, and you're willing to have a conversation. You know, it doesn't mean that that thing is going to go away necessarily, but let's, we're having a conversation about it, we're engaging in it, and I, I see that you as a leader care about me in that. And potentially you're going to be getting rid of things that don't need to be done and creating a more efficient, effective results oriented environment.
1: It also provides the opportunity to talk about the, the things that people think are dumb or don't add value. And actually Mm -hmm. may may maybe things that need to be done. And now they're going to have that understanding and that alignment around, well, actually, I really need you to do this. And here's the reasons why, or our business needs us to do this. And here's the reasons why.
0: Hmm.
1: You might think it's a, a dumb thing we have to do right now, but there's actually a real good reason why we do that. And here's the reasons why. Now, let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I love how you've just helped us bring this conversation back to not just as a leader doing less to be more effective, but then enabling our team to think about the things that we're doing so that they can also create an environment where they're thinking about doing less to free up their schedules. It's not just leaders who feel busy, it's everybody. So uh, not only do you get the impact of being more efficient, but also feeling cared about as well.
1: Cool. Cool. I actually think uh, something that can be very powerful for people to think about is um, at the end of today um, or the next working day that you have <laughs> before you head home, actually write down everything that you did.
0: Hmm. That could be a hard task.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you might even need to do it and build that list throughout oh, the day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, but, and then actually you'll be a, amazed at how much that you actually get done but also bring light to that list of things. Was this adding value? Was it the best use of my time? Could someone else have been doing it? Could I have been providing opportunities for my team to develop by delegating some of these tasks and is it really something that is one of those dumb things that I don't need to do?
0: Yeah. Is it waste? uh, Is there waste waste. in the, in the schedule? And then it also reminds me of our first conversation that we had here on the podcast, which was, you know, are you doing the little things? And so if you get rid of waste, all of a sudden you now have time for some of the little things that really make a difference in your, in your leadership as well.
1: Totally agree. Cool.
0: So if you had to choose one takeaway from our conversation today, um, what would you, what would you reiterate? What would you say? Th- let's let's take this home. This is one of the most important things that that this little piece of leadership is talking about.
1: Um, well, I think the the mindset for leaders to embrace that to be an effective leader, it's not always about doing more.
0: Hmm.
1: It's yeah. actually about doing less. And and actually, i I'd even like leaders to think about those leaders that. Um, They are inspired by, and sometimes it's not about a lot of words they say, but it's the few words they say at the right time, which really connect with them and inspire them to take action. It's those quotes or those words of wisdom. Again, so think about that. And it's about not having lots of words, but it's the right amount of words at the right time. So embracing a mindset of how can I actually strip back some of the work that I'm doing to make sure I really provide value in my role as a leader.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. And just kind of some of the the really fairly simple steps or questions you can ask that you, that you pose today. I mean, we, you talked about the waste and the, you know, like the filter of of waste and. Yeah. Um, about ask enabling the people around you to talk about kind of some of the, the things that they feel like are foolish that they're working on. Um, some real practical ways to say, it's not just this big overarching concept of, well, okay, I need to do less. I, I mean, that's not helpful. But what what is helpful is some of those real practical, yes, as a leader, I can see how this would impact, not only impact my busyness, but also impact the way that people are willing to show up. Um, as part of the team and and in the end uh, feel really appreciated and get the job done in a, a better more efficient and more effective way
1: totally great beautiful summary thank you Becky
0: oh you're welcome <laughs> all right well I'm looking forward to our last conversation coming up here um, on the next podcast and i um, really glad that we had the chance to talk leadership today and about some of those least talked about elements that tend to be most impactful in our leadership. So thanks for chatting in and um, we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you, Becky. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, leaders.
0: All right, bye now. So don't you think that there's some significant paradigm shifting that needs to happen here in the lives of our leaders? Potentially even in your role as a leader too. I know it certainly is true for me. Uh, that leaders that others are excited to work for and to follow truly care that they're doing the right things, not all the things, and then that they're enabling their team to do inspiring and challenging work as a result. So as your virtual coach today, I just I challenge you to pause long enough to reflect on the elements of what you're doing and know that that pause will be worth it in the end as you do more of what makes an impact on your team and the bottom line and then you do away with waste. Also, you are not gonna wanna miss a give a damn resource that Marie and I have been scheming about and putting together for you. It is an infographic that in one at a glance page summarizes 90 behaviors of leaders who give a damn. Other great leaders are already talking about this crowdsourced infographic. They love it and we think that you'll love it too. So you can find it by going to leaderswhogiveadam.com 90behaviors. Again, that's leaderswhogiveadam.com 90behaviors. As a leader who gives a damn, or potentially you give a damn, you can be a part of creating thriving lives, families and workplaces across the entire world, because when you orient your mind towards what's strong about you and the people around you, and then you truly care about them, great things happen. And I also, if you uh, could help spread the message, we'd be so grateful. You know, if you believe in the strengths perspective or part of you was impacted by this conversation today, would you head over to iTunes and leave a rating? And if you're feeling inspired, a few words there on the review would be very helpful as well. So thanks so much for helping get the word out and uh, about the strengths perspective and about leaders who give a damn. And thanks for being with Murray and I today. I hope that you join me next time for more on ESOGO TV.